in July of 2021, something known as long COVID was officially added as a recognized condition that could qualify as a disability under the Americans with Disabilities Act. And ever since then, whether or not long COVID was a real thing or not, well, it's been debated extensively in the public sphere. On the one hand, you have the general medical establishment acknowledging that it does exist, whereas on the other hand, you have people who are, you can say, incredibly skeptical, saying that long COVID is nothing more than the latest manifestation of hypochondria. Now, we can cover this debate in greater detail in another video, but in the interest of today's episode, let's set this debate aside and go along with the medical establishment's viewpoint that long COVID is something that truly exists. Okay, so with that as the baseline, here's how the CDC actually defines long COVID over on their website. Quote, some people who have been infected with a virus that causes COVID-19 can experience long-term effects from their infection, known as long COVID or post-COVID conditions. Long COVID is broadly defined as signs, symptoms, and conditions that continue or develop after acute COVID-19 infection. People with long COVID can have a wide range of symptoms that can last weeks, months, or even years after infection. They then list out a fairly large collection of long COVID symptoms, such as tiredness, fever, difficulty breathing, chest pain, difficulty thinking, dizziness, depression, diarrhea, joint pain, changes in menstrual cycles, and so on and so forth. And notice something here. In this official explanation, the CDC, they specifically make a point of mentioning over and over again that long COVID comes on as a result of COVID infection. This is the official explanation for long COVID syndrome, that it comes about as a result of an actual COVID infection. And it's not just on the CDC website. The same explanation is mirrored on pretty much every other health agency's website around the whole world. However, according to a new study that was just published over on the NIH website, COVID vaccination was independently found to be connected with so-called long COVID syndrome. In fact, according to the study, people who received a two-dose regimen of the COVID vaccine may have been much more likely to develop so-called long COVID. Specifically, in this study, which just for your reference is titled Characteristics and Predictors of Long COVID Among Diagnosed Cases of COVID-19, the researchers were looking at the factors that were surrounding long COVID. They were looking at the factors that made people either more or less susceptible to getting it. And in terms of how the study was actually conducted, quote, researchers examined data from 487 and 371 individuals at four weeks and six months post-SARS-CoV-2 infection, respectively, to estimate the incidents, characteristics, and predictors of long COVID among patients. Long COVID symptoms were reported by 29.2% of participants four weeks following infection. This number dropped to 9.4% at six months, indicating symptoms may diminish over time, meaning that about 30% of the people who these researchers were looking at experienced the symptoms of long COVID initially, but then at the six-month mark, that 30% had gone down to just 10%. Then, furthermore, the researchers found a connection between the severity of the actual COVID illness with the likelihood that the person experienced long COVID themselves. Quote, researchers found that the greater the severity of infection a person had, the more likely they were to experience long COVID. The incidence of long COVID at four weeks of follow-up in those who experienced mild to moderate disease was 23.4% compared with 62.5% in those with severe cases. Meaning that if the individual experienced a severe case of COVID, they were something like three times more likely to experience the symptoms of long COVID compared to someone who just had a mild infection, which is finding that's frankly not that surprising. However, what was perhaps actually surprising was the connection that they found between being vaccinated and developing long COVID. Quote, during the four-week follow-up, 
patients were more likely to experience long COVID if they had pre-existing medical conditions or if they had received two COVID-19 vaccine doses. Although previous vaccination was associated with long COVID, the authors could not find any interaction effect of COVID-19 vaccination and acute COVID-19 severity on causing long COVID. This implies that prior vaccination was independently associated with the occurrence of long COVID. Meaning, in plain English, that a person who had previously gotten two shots of the COVID vaccine was significantly more likely to suffer long COVID following a COVID infection. And the risk, indeed, appeared to be significantly higher. In the paper, the researchers calculated something known as the adjusted odds ratio, which is the odds of something happening adjusted for other controlling variables. And in the paper, it showed that a person who received two doses of the COVID-19 vaccine prior to actually getting infected with COVID was 2.32 times more likely to develop long COVID. Again, this means that a fully vaccinated person was found to be about 2.3 times more likely to develop long COVID compared to an unvaccinated person. Now, this finding, it obviously flies in the face of current conventional official stance by the U.S. government. For instance, over on the CDC's website, they specifically wrote that, quote, the purpose of these vaccines is to save lives and prevent severe disease. They can also reduce the risk of long COVID. And so you have the CDC over on their official website saying that the vaccine can reduce the risk of getting long COVID, while this study right here, it shows that a vaccinated individual's risk of getting long COVID is 2.3 times higher than an unvaccinated person's. Although, to give you both sides of the argument, the CDC might be saying here that vaccination reduces your risk of getting a severe disease, and by not getting a severe case of COVID, you are less likely to get long COVID, even if the vaccine technically increases your risk. That's because in this study, while having two doses of the vaccine increases your risk of getting long COVID by 2.3 times, it also found that having a case of severe COVID, it increases your chances of getting long COVID by 5.7 times. And so just to be sympathetic to their argument, I would assume that the CDC's logic is that if you get two shots of the vaccine and therefore you don't get a severe case of COVID, then even if the shots themselves increase your risk of getting long COVID, well, they don't increase your risk as much as getting a severe case of COVID itself. That is at least my understanding. And of course, the assumption there is that the vaccines actually do prevent severe cases of COVID, which is debatable. Regardless though, this is what the study found. Now, in terms of why this is, meaning why is it that two doses of the vaccine more than doubles your chance of getting long COVID? Well, one possible theory put forward by a cardiologist named Dr. Peter McCullough is that, quote, vaccination may cause some people to generate a second round of antibodies that target the first. These antibodies could function like spike protein, which targets the ACE2 receptors, a cell surface protein, and enables the virus to enter cells. Like spike protein, these rogue antibodies might also bind to the ACE2 receptor and disrupt ACE2 signaling, which can cause the conditions associated with long COVID. In my practice, the most severe cases of long COVID are in vaccinated patients who also had severe or multiple episodes of SARS-CoV-2 infection. When people receive an mRNA COVID-19 vaccine, this produces a massive additional load of full-length spike protein that can circulate in the blood for six months or longer. And indeed, there are several other studies that back up Dr. McCullough's hypothesis. For instance, there was this study right here that was published back in February in the Journal of Medical Virology. And in this particular paper, the researchers, quote, examined the levels of spike protein and viral RNA circulating in patients hospitalized for COVID-19 with and without long COVID. They found that spike protein and viral RNA were more likely to be present in patients with long COVID. In patients with long COVID, 
30% were positive for spike protein and viral RNA, whereas none of the individuals without long COVID were positive for both. Then you had another paper that was published over in the pages of the European Review for Medical and Pharmacological Sciences. It's a medical journal, and you can see that paper up on your screen for yourself right now. And in this European study, these researchers, they were analyzing 81 individuals who were experiencing the symptoms of long COVID. And in analyzing the blood samples from these 81 individuals, they found the presence of vaccine spike protein two months post-vaccination. Here's what the researchers wrote in their analysis. Quote, this study, in agreement with other published investigations, demonstrates that both natural and vaccine spike protein may still be present in long COVID patients, thus supporting the existence of a possible mechanism that causes the persistence of spike protein in the human body for much longer than predicted by early studies. And so there you have it, another piece of the puzzle showing a connection between the vaccine and so-called long COVID syndrome, as well as a possible explanation for why one might be causing the other. If you'd like to go through any of the studies that we referenced in today's episode, I'll throw the links to all of them. They'll be found down in the description box below this video if you're the type of person that likes to dig into the weeds. And then until next time, I'm your host, Roman from the Epic Times. Stay informed. Most importantly, stay free.